Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, everyone. Wonderful people of the internet, wonderful creators. I hope you all are having a wonderful week this week. That was a lot of wonderfuls, but you know what? I'm okay with that. My name is Dusty Porter, the host of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where each and every Wednesday, I bring to you a live interview that I've done with a YouTube online video creator, talking with them about their strategies, their tips, their techniques, in hopes of giving you a look, a peek behind the door, per se, at what it's like to being a successful YouTube creator, and hopefully bringing you and giving you some, I guess you would say, some vision and some things that you can do and implement in your channel from the conversations that I have. I pride myself in being a good interviewer and bringing out value in every conversation that I have, and this week is no different. I do want to remind you, if you want access to the YouTube Discord or Creator Discord, you can support me and the show over on Patreon for as little as a dollar. We are 50 strong in there now. We've got a ton of awesome creators in there. All of my guests on the podcast, I've invited them to the Discord channel as well. If you want a place where you can just go and talk to people about all things YouTube, that is the place. So click the Patreon link in the show notes. I do want to thank a couple of patrons since last week. We've got Geek Out SA, we've got Jason Geralt, we've got Jeremy, and we've got Leah A. Thank you guys so much for your support. It really does mean a lot to me that you guys are willing to support me and put your money where your mouth is. That does help me keep the lights on here at the show. And speaking of keeping the lights on, we want to thank the sponsor of the show, and that is TubeBuddy. The online, the tool that I use, the Swiss Army Knife tool that just keeps on getting better and better with age, just like a fine wine. It is just continually releasing new and amazing features. If you haven't already, please download the uh, TubeBuddy uh, browser plugin. Click the link in the show notes. You'll help the show out, and we would really appreciate that and definitely want to thank TubeBuddy. So what is the show? If you're new to the show, what is the show? Let me tell you something. This show is a place where I get to have amazing conversations with amazing people on a weekly basis. I sit down, and by the way, I'm live streaming these conversations now over on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube, type in Dusty Porter. You will find me in my beautiful mug there uh, on YouTube, and uh, I live stream these now. So basically, the live streams are kind of sporadic because it really just depends on when the guest can come on. Uh, I've got a couple of things that I, I want to, I've got done a little research on live streaming and the data and the watch time stuff that I want to dive into in a separate episode, but uh, be just patiently awaiting that. I want to remind you, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, wherever you consume your podcasting audio. That way, every time we release a new episode on Wednesdays, you will be notified. And I also have a PSA. I want to uh, let you guys know, if you know someone who would be an awesome guest for the show, like a creator that you know personally that you can get in touch with, that you can connect me with, please shoot me an email, dusty at dustyporter.com. Let me know them, their channel name. I like to do a little pre-call. I like to do some stuff before and after. So if they're a channel that you think could bring value to other creators, please connect me with them. I'm always looking for amazing people to get in touch with that maybe I've just you know missed and haven't found yet. So please let me know if you know anyone. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and transition into this week's conversation, which, by the way, was a fantastic one. So let's go ahead and jump to that now. 
All right, everyone, welcome back to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. And I am just so excited today to be joined by Gord Eisman. He has a how-to channel teaching people all things video over on his YouTube channel. Gord became an entrepreneur and pivoted into the YouTube space in what he is now calling the second chapter of his life. Gord, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Dusty. Thank you for having me on your show. Again, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for everyone that's there and and, and Chad as well joining us live. Absolutely. Yes, it absolutely is, and we are ready for, I mean, I'm ready personally for an exciting episode this week to talk all things YouTube, to talk all things online video, but before we go a little too fast, let's basically break down who you are, Gord, and how you got started in the YouTube space. Okay, I got started in in the in the YouTube space. Well, actually, my channel exists since 2011, where you know I was just you know posting a video to share with a relative or something like that or a friend, and I had two videos. And then for years and years, I did nothing. So technically, my channel exists since 2011, but it wasn't really until um, 2015 where I started to get more interest in you in, in YouTube, where I started to learn all about video because it took a while. For me to discover what I was going to do in this second second chapter, we call I'm calling, and um, I in earnest started to really work on my channel the way it is now. In the just about two years ago from today, um, today I mean this month when I was participating in something called Trust Funnel Academy with Brian G Johnson, and and that's where I really started to get inspired, and it was it was the root point where. Um, he started Tube Ritual, the Tube Ritual group on Facebook, which is growing immensely and uh, a great community for us, you know, creators to gather and, and learn from each other. And so I was one of the first in the group. We we were, you know, the bunch of us in our group, Brian started up the uh, Tube Ritual and, and uh, that's about the timing. So it's been a while. Absolutely. I love it. And now let's talk about that, that process for a minute. You know, you do how to videos, you do educational content. Um, does your YouTube life and your channel have anything or any relation to what you did prior to YouTube, as far as your, I guess you would call it your day job prior to YouTube, are they related in any way, shape or form, or did you kind of discover this creativity that you never thought that you had? Okay, so this is very interesting. I mean, I my my whole career, twenty five years in the I'll call it my previous uh, career life, was in the world of IT, where I was involved in uh, consulting and and as well core jobs like Oracle and Price Waterhouse in an area called business intelligence and data warehousing, and. There I was, you know, you know, in the end, I was working for a company called Mercer, where I was involved in a leadership role in technology, but I was never really exercising, you know, creativity beyond that space. And when I got let go in uh, 2009 to, to the end of 2009, I, I was, you know, I was lost. I, I had, you know, a decent severance package and I had an opportunity to over time reinvent myself and find myself. And, and believe it or not, it wasn't until 2014 when I actually did something. I created a book which was tied to my photography skills at the time and my interest in various things, um, you know, uplifting messages, some spiritual wisdom. And I created a book with like 70 photographs and I got so inspired creatively, but, uh, you know, I'd never thought that it was something 
that um, I, I would, would stoke my flame that way after I did it. And so many people reacted to it that I said, well, you know, maybe I can start to explore the creative side and marry it to my technology background. And, and then, you know, in, in 2015, I got to meet um, Lon Naylor and Michelle Shane in the Learn Camtasia crowd, where I decided to, at that stage to take a deep dive into video after exploring all kinds of things like, you know, Jeff Walker's product launch formula, um, you know, some of Amy Porterfield's courses and other things, just, you know, going through a whole series of things, deciding do I want it to be doing product launch management or different kinds of things. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I discovered that group and took a deep dive into video and I just loved it. And I got really inspired by the creative aspects of video. You know, there's a lot of conversation out there, Gord, about smaller YouTubers and about the improbability of growing a channel from the ground up, which is something that you've done and you've done really well and you continue to do so. So what would you say would be something that, or a couple of things maybe, that you could attribute your success to? And if there's someone listening to this, trying to grow a YouTube channel or starting a YouTube channel, a lot of the questions the majority of the time are, how can I get more subscribers? How can I get more viewers? How can I make more money? And all of that is is really surface level. And so I kind of yes. I kind of want to go beyond that. And I want to talk about a couple of points that that you, you can look back on in your channel and say, it's these few things that I did that really helped me grow and really has helped me continue to grow and have the graph going, you know, up and to the right, as opposed to just kind of flatlining. Okay, so there's a whole bunch of things in here. Well, first off, I'm going to say becoming an entrepreneur and a YouTuber and a creator, you know, at a, um, at like 55, 56 years of age a few years back, pivoting like that from what I was doing before was, you know, such a shock for me to 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 get deal with all of this and um you know, I'll never forget, you know, Brian G Johnson who was coaching me and and still coaches me and he's a, he's a friend and you know telling me that if I really wanted to dig into this YouTube game which I was really getting passionate about that I had to have patience that it's a long game and I I would always think well you know I'm a hard worker you know long game you know I'll just overcome that through hard work and the thing is it really is a long game filled with lots of ups and downs it's very easy to look at the ticker tape, meaning counting your views on videos, counting your subs, looking at everything from a numbers game, getting absorbed in analytics. And the reality is that stuff can take you for a nasty spin. And um, although it inspires you too, when things are going, like you said, up uh, with, the, with the curve moving in the upward direction, you know, you got to be able to weather the storm and the ups and downs and you and you can't you know don't value yourself only by looking at that stuff you just can't you know what is your mission you know, and 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 to me um i knew i wanted to help people in the how to space i loved educating people i love talking i love communicating but i'm very camera shy i was and you know introverted in nature but I knew that I wouldn't be able to fulfill my dream in the second chapter of life unless I put myself out there. And so it was filled with a lot of self-discovery through the process, you know, seeing yourself go on camera for the first time and then go, 
really, this is what I want to do and how am I going to get through it? And, and having amazing supporters or, you know, you know, uh, a lot of the, the influencers, you know, have been so supportive to me when I've had some down points and pushed me, you know, Nick and Owen and, and, and Brian and a lot of others, Eileen Smith, a lot of people encouraging me. And it's amazing how important the community is and to participate, to get that support and to be giving in support. Because believe me, creators, it's not just what you see on front, just a beautiful video output. You know, there's a lot that goes into building what, what, you know, what you want to achieve. And, um, you know, that, I think that's a good start there. Yeah, no, there's so much to unpack there. And I definitely want to kind of dive into a couple of points that you made. But I do want to kind of take a side note and say, the YouTube educational community is such a great one. And they they welcomed me and it sounds like they welcomed you with open arms. And it's not a sense of competition. It's a sense of we're all trying to help people get their messages heard. And we're out there trying to spread the message that this platform can be used for good and people can utilize it to grow their business, to build a business, and to again spread their message out there, whether, you know, like I said, whatever that message may be. And so I do want to kind of touch on one point that you said there, Gord. You were talking about um being a little camera shy. That's a question that I have a lot. You're someone uh, who is coming from the the space of, of not really being in front of the camera a lot until you kind of dove into the YouTube world. And I know for me, it helped me out a lot. I, all through high school and college, I was a part of uh, the uh, the Thespian Society, the Drama Club. And so for me, having that kind of improv you know, training and Granted, not very much of it and not very professional. It helped me out feeling comfortable in front of the microphone, recording stuff in front of the video. So what were some things that you did to kind of get yourself in a space to where you did feel comfortable in front of the camera and you did feel comfortable speaking in front of the microphone? Okay, so a few things. What's interesting is before I dove into the video, I was actually going to pursue voiceover. That's why I have this like fancy blue bluebird microphone. And I was helping produce other people, which I really enjoyed doing. And then a lot of people said to me, you know, you have a really good voice. You need to look into doing things like voiceover and explore that. So I started to explore that. But then, you know, that was around the same time when I dove into to the video and, and learning Camtasia and getting really inspired that way. But you know, being doing voice acting would have allowed me to not be in front of the camera. So um, when when I put myself out there, and that was when the tube ritual challenge started uh, in terms of putting me on camera. And I say that because for the, you know, the time before then, since I started diving into video, I was doing mastering things like whiteboards, sketching videos, PowerPoint slide videos, and just like, you know, so enjoying thinking that that's all I had to do. But I knew I wasn't going to be able to get get in front. So to, to get over the shyness, the fact that the challenge was put out there and making a commitment and making yourself accountable to something else will really help to boost you. And I mean, I struggle with this now, just, you know, most recently trying to be consistent in scheduling to, 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 a, to be consistent to schedule producing content. And it's easy for me to drift off into all kinds of side projects and things I want to pursue and do and, and dismiss things and not not be committed but just like getting in front of the camera i had to i knew and accepted that i'd have to be patient patient and find find my way by getting on getting some feedback and and you know that like that um community the the communities i belong to like the camtasia community and others i would throw myself out there i would say okay people what do you think and boy did it 
need a thickening of my skin to, to be able to get more comfortable with allowing that feedback because I felt, oh, you know, but I really did this. You know, I, I would all, you always be um, protecting yourself in, in, in uh, justifying your behavior or your execution on camera. And you think it was fine. And then you realize, mm, you know, there's a lot you can still be doing. And to this day, I still feel that way. It's, it's trying to find being comfortable in your skin when you're on camera to feel like it's you so that whatever goes around in your head about your performance and what you're trying to do when you're live becomes almost like, um, you know, non-existent. So you're in a flow and you're more natural. And I think that's something that I feel I'm, I'm pursuing, you know, on an ongoing basis. And I'm hoping that each time I, I get out there, it gets better. And, and, you know, being open to, to criticism and feedback, you know, constructive criticism, Take, can 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 take you a long way. So I learned techniques from voiceover, you know, about how to warm up your voice, different things and actions. And you and I'm sure you from um, having improv experience and acting experience that you would have learned about different things that you could do. I, I actually just tried to carry some of those body language related things into figuring out my flow. And I've also taken several courses. You know, I took a great course with someone like uh, Steve Washer on Visible Authority. And so, uh, you know, I've been really trying to study how to bring the best of me out when I present. And, you know, just as a side note, I still love my teleprompter, but I know it's holding me back from, from being able to deliver like I am here today. But that said, you know this, Dusty, that, you know, depending on the kind of how-to tutorial stuff you're doing and how tight it is and how detailed, you may or may not need something supporting in, in a script fashion depending on whether it's just a ride through doing a screencast or doing other things, you know, I want to be sure that I bring all the value. So, you know, that teleprompter crutch is something that helped me and I learned to be pretty good at, at utilizing it to, to maybe not look that I'm uh, reading so much. Um, but, you know, it's a combination of things. So I sort of decide where I want to position myself. There are so many questions that I have for you, Gord, that just rolling through okay. my head. I had to kind of jot a few of them down. I think that's what makes a, a good interview is not just the same questions over and over again, but kind of hearing and listening to the guest and kind of taking a deep dive into kind of the conversation. I think that's what makes this podcast different than the others. I hope that's what I'm trying to kind of set myself apart. Sure. And so... I do want to ask you one question uh, about kind of you and I had discussed this before. Um, sure. You are uh, you and I have a, a slight age difference in in yeah. in, in where we are, and it, you 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 made a comment to me uh, when we were having our pre call for the show about you wanting to kind of encourage people of your generation that they can do this, that they can create video content, and. I honestly, I think it's amazing. I consume content from a guy named Steve Dotto. I told you this before, uh, from Dotto, Dotto Tech, and I, he's from the same generation as as what you are. And to me, I love talking to people from all different types of areas and different age groups and brackets. And so I kind of wanted to ask you briefly, and, and we don't have to stay on this very long, what are your hopes for that in in, in the encouragement that you give people uh, of your generation that they too can get into this new age YouTube digital media space? How, how does how does that kind of fit into kind of your your message and, and the audience you're trying to attract? Okay, that's a huge factor for why I'm doing what I'm doing. But first, I want to say 
thanks for mentioning Steve Dotto. He's been like someone I've followed. I grew up with Steve just, um, you know, when I say grew up, I mean, watching him, I'm Canadian and Steve, Steve is, uh, started his roots and everything he does from, from, from here as well. I'm watching him as I grew up and Steve's, I think just 59, just a little older than me slightly. And, and, um, I just, you know, love everything that he does. And he was an inspiration to me as well for seeing that, um, you know, look at how successful someone can be, but he's been doing it for a long time and with a career and on the broadcast side of, of executing this stuff. And uh, if Steve's listening sometime, I'd love to interview him. <laughs> but to, to get to your point, um, you know, I want to write a book one day and it's going to be called From Resistance to Resilience. And the reason is I want to show people in this second chapter of life, which I call meaning 40 plus, that we can pivot, we can take on something new. And I want to be a, like a, a case study for that to be able to inspire others to say, hey, you know, don't let the tech intimidate you. You know, don't let the fact that there's editing software. Oh, you have a phone. There's different levels you can start at. You know, a lot of people don't get started because they look at the whole thing and it's just, you know, so overwhelming. And because I'm, I'm not a, uh, a youngster, I'm young at heart. But I, I worked through these hurdles and I, I could help a lot of people dealing with this kind of transition. And, you know, you need to be patient and not give up and not quit. And, and, and there's amazing support out there. And, that, and I really would like to see people believe that they should pursue and, and believe that they, they can have an experience and touch other lives. Because to me, that's what it's about. People in, you know, a little older in my generation can have a lot of, of good things to share with people that are younger. And, you know, that's why, you know, I said to you, and, and, and the reverse is also equally applicable. I mean, I was telling you, um, Dusty, that I have friends that are much younger than me and, and it's changed my whole perspective on sort of where they're at, how they sort of came to be in their passion and their pursuits and how they tick. And how it's different than how I, I grew up. And when I was, you know, in, in their age bracket. And so I think we all have a lot to learn from each other. And so I want to be, um, you know, an example for people to see that there's, there's great opportunity and, and to not give up and to get your message out there. You know, you know, as, as Brian G always reminds us all to amplify our message. So, and, um, you know, that's a big part of what I'm doing. So, but it's not just about, you know, the lesson, I, I'm hoping is is an ageless one too, and and people see that through seeing me as an example as as a as an educator in the process. So I always say, Gord, that age is just a number, and uh, as as I continue to, um, my wife likes to remind me that she's six months younger than I am. So when I turn like this past year, I turned thirty one. She was like, "Oh yeah, you know, how does it feel to be a year above, you know, the 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 three decades?" So she gives me a hard time about it, but you know, in reality. Age is just a number. And, you know, talking to you, you have so much spirit. You have so much passion for what you do. And I only hope to have, you know, the passion that you have, you know, when when, when I'm your age and get to that, that point in life. And that's kind of what I want to transition to now. Let's talk mm -hmm. about business for a minute. And, you know, sure. you referred to this as your second um, I can't remember exactly the words that, that we used in the intro, but... Uh, second chapter of life, the, plus right. we kind of pivot 
oftentimes we're not sort of driven by the way we were when we were younger. I mean, you know, when you're getting your, for going through in the case of jobs for me, first few jobs, you know, you, I was always looking at, I'm trying to better myself in a financial return and more interesting experience. And I was driving, you know, you know, focus on building, acquiring wealth and, and, and other things. And just the focus seemed to be a little different. I found that my perfect purpose and my reason for being as I get older is really about serving, serving people and enjoying mm-hmm. humanity that way. And if I can do this now, having this kind of passion and energy about what I love to do creatively and be able to earn at it. It, it's just like the ultimate. So uh, it is It is a business to me. I committed to this in the last 18 months or so that I'm going to go at this full time. So even though I'm only publishing, you know, whatever number of videos about a video a week on average now, um, but, you know, increasing that, that's, that's going to be increasing. I have plans for courses I'm building and I also serve clients. I've got a number of clients I work with and I'm just so excited to be able to help and enjoy and to be able to earn, you know, the whole thing was a dream and it was a, a total pivot. Like I said, because, um, I shifted from what I was doing before I, I left, I left it. So that, that has its challenges to, to sort of, you know, be a little demon in your head that, that challenges you, are you doing the right thing and that, you know, and so, uh, you know, like I said, when the bumpy road happens, you start to sometimes question yourself. But when I see the results of feedback on my videos and responses from people and live streams and seeing the engagement, and it just really makes me feel amazing to know that, you know, there's some people that have written to me and have said, you know, because of your videos and how you teach, I got inspired about video editing. And now I'm doing video editing as a career. And I go, wow, you know, so to be able to have that kind of impact to um, inspire others um, is very powerful. And, you know, so that's what I'm saying to me, it's about connecting with people, being able to enjoy things. And, and um, you know, that's why I'm trying to build a business around that and be able to give back to people and make this, this part of life that much more enjoyable. I love it. And with it being a business and, you know, being the kind of second chapter of your life and the progression of kind of the season that you're in right now, what are what are your hopes for like what are the different ways I know you talked about courses and different things like that that you're looking to monetize your content because that's the question that that we get a lot right is that mm-hmm. you know I, I watch a lot of Nick streams a lot of Owen and, and Brian streams sure. and a lot of the questions are well how do I make money doing this how do, how, how do I make a, a living out of this and I know we just had a question come in uh, through chat um, savvy who was on the show last week is about to lose his job um, and right. he's got a YouTube channel 40,000 subscribers and you know oh, that's awesome how how would you grow a channel to where you could make money to where you could monetize it so what are ways that you're hoping to make a little money and make a living out of this okay so first of all um, because of being a focus and a how-to channel and where I built my channel authority around, as we know, Camtasia, it was an area that I focused in and now I do all, but I've always all along and in all my videos say, you know, I I teach you about not just video editing and Camtasia, but video marketing and YouTube. And I have all of those areas being covered now in in my channel and I'm growing the the scope of the content that that I have. But at first I started with my anchor and then continue to serve that because I, I just love 
uh, the potential of what Camtasia can bring to a lot of the people that I'm describing that won't jump in the ring, that aren't seeking, you know, filmmaker status or trying to achieve things at, you know, at, at, a, at another level with the quality of what they're producing. So a lot of people can jump in the arena and, and succeed, um, you know, with, with tools that don't have to be too sophisticated. That said, I, you know, I use tools like that, um, like um, uh, Premiere Pro and, and the Adobe Suite. But to get back to your question, focusing on how to build and how to earn so I've, I have been earning money through doing things like affiliate income. So I like to do reviews, for example, I, in the how-to space, I mean, we can serve people by doing product reviews and I've only done a few of those and I have a lot more in mind to do. And so through affiliate marketing, we have great opportunity to educate people on products, give our opinions and share, you know, how to help them through the process. So I feel, I, I, I see if the affiliate marketing and, and doing product reviews is, is one very solid area. One of the other things I started to do on my channel, because we, we need to build an email list to also connect and communicate. I, I decided, you know, late last year that I'm going to start to share some interesting templates with people for my Camtasia videos so that they can say, oh my God, here's a head start. With, on, and they saw this cool effect or, or technique or, or creation that I did on, on, on video that, that that's helped me to build my list, give extra value to my people. So the YouTube channel is serving in a way. So now I have an email list that will also support me. And I'm, I'm, I mentioned the courses. I have a few courses I'm going to work on. As you know, Dusty, I went through a 4,000, I called it my 4,000 hours challenge. Uh, when the YouTube Partner Program came in and upped the bar and created the requirements for having 4,000 hours rolling um, coverage over the last uh, 12 months plus 1,000 subscribers. So I was in a sweet spot where I had to pull a miracle to qualify on my hours. And I did so much and learned so much that I want to bring that out to the small YouTuber and share those lessons. And that's probably going to be, that is going to be my first first course that I bring out, but I have a couple of more plans. So, uh, you know, core, course content is a big thing. And I also serve clients and, and, co and I do coaching. So whether people are doing their own productions and need help and guidance on how to package themselves, how to produce, how to edit, how to, you know, what, what video ideas to come up with, or how can I help my, my persona or my channel or my website or do, do whatever. Plus, I teach people on how to get going on YouTube and make the, make the channels uh, to be something that they want. And even if they're starting from scratch or depending on where they are. So there, I see many avenues that there are opportunities to do this. And that's why I engineered my channel to be sort of diverse across video. So I do a lot on, on, on video marketing stuff by doing videos on showing people how to do things like square video and Facebook video memes and other stuff and Instagram video. So you see, it's, it's a diversity of content that I'm bringing to also show that I can also help people in a variety of ways. So I hope that, that was, no, was that clear. was, that, that's, that's one of the things to where, when I talk to you, Gord, you not only have such a way with your words, but it's, it's well thought out. You're not just you're not just spitting out a bunch of a bunch of fluff that can fill some airtime. You there's so much depth to what you're saying. And if people would just listen and they, they would get away from those questions of how do I get more subscribers? How do I get more viewers? And they would really dig in and dive into the actual work that it takes to get to a point to where you are now. 
And you said it best. You know, you took the 4,000, you know, watch time hour challenge where you wanted to meet the, the requirements of the YouTube partner program. You took it upon yourself. You created more content consistently and you did it in the way that you thought would be successful and, and you were correct. Right. And so I, I just, I love that. Now, this is one of my favorite questions to ask creators. Can, on. can I just say one other thing? Yeah, go ahead. Like underlying all of that, and it's the thing I struggle with a lot, is is forcing myself to be accountable and to keep moving forward no matter what happens. And if you can get people that support you, that when you go when you when you're a little off or even when you're high, try to find that balance mm. and, and have some accountability, building accountability into what you're doing, it'll make the world of difference. Absolutely. What is something, Gord, that you wish someone would have told you? when you first started out on YouTube, like look at, looking back now and you look back at your channel in retrospect and you're like, man, you know what? If I only knew to do X, then I think I could be substantially further on or just a, a piece of advice that, you know, someone can use that, that you've learned along your journey that you just wish you knew at the beginning of your YouTube channel. Okay. So Maybe not so right at the beginning of my channel, but when I started to get into a deeper dive, I was given this advice. And because I'm, I often classify myself as like an overthinker, Brian T. Johnson would always say to me, make another gourd video. So when I, because I'm always trying to achieve all kinds of different things in, in my creating and wanting to do this and to do that. And the reality is we're building an audience that's based on the authenticity of who we are and so whatever i do to create another video that's where i'm like immersed in it and doing a how-to video that's where i'm gonna you know win the most instead of trying to do something that may come off as i'm trying to do something that that someone else is for or i'm not vis visual on screen or i'm producing something that's not really fitting with 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 who i am and and that's why um you know, even doing, you know, live streams. Well, I love to interview people and it's something I want to do ongoing. And, and, but I know that my audience is going to most resonate with my long-term catalog, the evergreen nature of my videos, if they're helpful. And, and, you know, the live stream is great because they get opportunity to know who I am, but still being able to present content and be authentic requires a consistency and being able to get up and do it with frequency so that you can continue to build. And, and, uh, and I find sometimes you go through an, uh, uh, some ups and downs and you may f falter all on your schedule or your commitment to your community. And I think like that's the toughest thing. And, and you know, Prime would always boil it down to me and say, make another Gord video. So it to me, it, it sounds too simple. But being true to yourself and in what you what you're going to create and put out there is so important to not lose sight of that and to focus yourself. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that because a lot of times we as creators can get into the comparison trap game into where we, we look at other people in our space and we say, well, I'm not, you know, Bob or I'm not Angela or I'm not this person or that person and. Even myself, I find myself in in certain times. If if you know, I look at other YouTube educators. You know, like Brian is in the chat right now, or uh, you know what Nick's doing, or what Owen's doing. Yeah. And I look at their channels, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm never gonna do what they do. But yeah, I have to keep reminding myself, and I I I, I take a, a a journal, and I I you know 
take notations of stuff down all throughout the day of kind of what I want to do. And right. at, at the beginning of every day, I, I try to kind of jot this, this kind of quote down. It says, you know, just be you, you know, just be who you are. And just kind of like what you're saying, what Brian told you, just do another Gord video. We all have our personalities and we all can add a, a special spices, right. whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it to our channel, to our content. And if we just be us, if we just do us, a lot of times, not a lot of times, every time that's going to be enough. And that's what most creators don't understand is that they think they've got to be the next Casey Neistat or they've got to be the next this or that. And that's not the goal here. The goal is you've got a message. Casey had a message. You have a message. And what can you do to best spread that message in the most efficient way on YouTube? And that's kind of what we're here for. That's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching. That's why you're teaching what you're doing. And that's why I do the podcast is because I want to help people get their messages heard. That's it. And so that's kind of where I am is I just kind of want to help people do what they're doing. So a great, great point uh, for, from you there. So um, let me if I could add one more ahead. point. Go ahead. Because it just resonated with me while you were talking about that. See, the competition thing is crazy. Like I can sit here and say, oh, look at Nick Nim and look at Brian G, look at whomever that are, you know, have been at this way longer than me. To sit there and compare ourselves to, to whomever isn't going to serve us. Um, you know, by, by itself, I need to figure out how to be the best me, but if so, if looking at them helps me discover or peel back the onion and learn more about what I am and to self self-discover through the journey, then that's great, but don't lose sight of trying to discover what you are inside to bring out, to, to do the best job that you can deliver your message is so powerful. And I'm just finding that more recently as I create that you know what I kind of liked what I did here or there or how I'm start starting to evolve in this way or that way and then you start to realize when you do some things and you you know and for me the, the feedback goes a long way and as I always say everybody let the creators know you appreciate their work um, then you start to gain the confidence and and your self-esteem goes higher when you start to see that you're really doing you and that's what um your the people that want to to watch and consume your content or, or buy your products is because they like who you are and what what you represent. I love that, and I I love all that you stand for and and everything that you're doing. And I'm so glad I brought you onto the show. A couple of final questions before we close sure. out today, and we've got a lot of a lot of action uh, in chat right now. The chat's blow, blowing up. Everybody loves oh, what awesome. everybody <laughs> everybody loves what you're doing, and uh, and I think that's uh, definitely a sentiment across the the internet for sure. But um, I want to ask you a question that uh, you and I talked about in our pre chat our pre chat kind of Zoom call sure. there, and you talked about how perfection a lot of times gets in the way, and oh, yeah. and as creators. I know I'm I'm a wedding videographer on the side. It's a little side hustle of mine. And I just, I love videoing. I love just the whole platform. And a lot of times I'll edit a, a wedding film is what I call them. And then I'll bring my wife in and my daughter and I'll say, all right, guys, watch this video and kind of tell me, tell me what, what you think of this. And they'll, they'll love it. And my wife's like, oh my gosh, it's wonderful. And you know, she'll get emotional sometimes. And I'll ask her, I'll say, well, did you see that one part? Because I felt like I didn't color grade that properly, or I didn't do kind right. of what I wanted to do. And a lot of times I, I, I go back and I reiterate and I reiterate, but a lot of times it is, is, is what it needs to be. The, 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 the piece of art is, is what it needs to be already. And so as a YouTuber, as a creator, Gord, what have you done to eliminate that perfection 
block that gets in the way of of a lot of creativity and possibly some releasing of content that that you get slowed down because of the perfection. Okay, this is you know, um, um, there's many angles to this. First of all, I fight the perfectionist side of things all the time. I'm a per- perfectionist at heart, and have been because of the career I had before and the responsibility and accountability for big budget projects in IT and having to satisfy always consulting clients and they're paying big money. So I've always had this, like, it's got to be right. It's got to be just what they need and, and solve that. And it carried through into a lot of what I wanted to produce. I mean, in the earlier going, I used to have so many animations because I felt I was not perfect enough. So they became my crutches. I could, oh, I'm going to pull an animation effect here or there. I got to keep them busy every six, seven seconds. Something's got to be turning and changing. Mm. So yes, we have to do what we need to do to captivate people's interest and keep that going throughout the video. But then I would find Dusty, I, after, you know, you know, I may be on a video that's like a 10 or 12 minute tutorial video I did. And I go, you know what? I've just spent six hours putting in about 25 animations and I go this can't continue forever and 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 accepting that um get figuring out how to be more comfortable in my own skin and not not realize I needed those things to perfect what I thought was was coming out there took a lot of work to try and let go I still depend on some of it for things like, you know, the first minute of a video, I want to make sure it at least has a certain amount of interesting things happening because a lot of what I do is talking head before I go into the screencast. And, and so, you know, I still have those, those crutches and I, and, and I, I, I fight perfectionism and sometimes it's like, I, I may have a list of all kinds of videos I want to do. And then I'll go through, I'll do my, my research to confirm what I, what I want to do. And because the perfectionist in me is there, I may decide, you know what, uh-uh, that isn't going to happen. So it actually gets in my way a lot. Mm. Learning better to, to get that feedback, engage with the people and test things, experiment to find out. And you're going to start to realize that this perfectionist thing is very largely tied up inside you and not so much what the people are looking for outside there. I mean, I just had a bomb the other night for the first part of my broadcast and the perfectionist in me was like dying slowly. And I was out there with Andrew Can and who just did an amazing job. But then we went on after that and did three plus hours of really great content showing TubeBuddy and and how to use suggested tags and tag explorer to revive older videos to get rankings up instantly. And I go like, I I remember how I felt after because I had that challenge and, you know, it, it, it was very tough to overcome. And it's again, fighting perfection inside me that I'm going to be less unless it's right up there all the time. But a lot of it is just over, overthinking on my part a lot of times we have to balance the uh the the inner demons of trying to perfect something and then release something of quality there's a difference in in always striving for something that's just around the corner because a lot of times if you keep doing that if you keep pushing i know currently i'm in a position to where i have a course that i'm working on with with someone and we've talked about starting it and i feel like that we're uh not the other person but myself personally i feel like uh i've i've kind of 
left something to be desired because I, I want to strive for perfection. But uh, right. a lot a lot of times, I know Zig Ziglar used to say this. He used to say uh, it's it's much easier to improve upon something than it is to start something. And so yeah. when we're aiming for perfection, then a lot of times it it really does put a damper on the amount of content and the the the, the type of content that we can release. So I can definitely yeah. kind of resonate with you there. Um, <laughs> in closing of this interview, which by sure. the way has been a blast, I really do appreciate you joining me today. What a great conversation this has been. Um, what is next for your channel? Like, what are we, uh, the short-term, long-term, however you want to kind of phrase it, um, what are you looking to do? And what are some things you're looking to implement to get you to the next level? Okay. So um, one of the things I struggle with is producing more than one video a week, sometimes even one video a week, because I'm trying to do all of these other things. I need to get more true to the commitment of scheduling regular videos. So that's going to be step number one. But I want to continue to do live stream experience stuff and meet a lot of the creators, you know, uh, similarly to kind of like what, what you're doing. I have a vision of, of wanting to meet a lot of creators. So I'm starting to schedule more lives and uh, I'm hoping to have you on my uh, show soon there, Dusty. <laughs> Very soon. And, so, and that's one of the main things I want to do. And um, also because from the get go, and I always um, give the, the, be the Roberto Blake analogy, that that my channel is is very diverse from a thematic standpoint even though it's under the umbrella of video i have you know topic area focuses on things like social video doing better videos from home you know camtasia as we know and now i have a whole series on youtube strategies and stuff so i want to start to fill out and deliver and execute more on those other elements of the umbrella because now that the the um camtasia channel authority has helped and my subscriber level is such that I'm starting to get more views all around. So that was sort of an underlying strategy to help me build a foundation to start to grow. And, and so far it's working. So I'm really excited about, you know, continuing to serve Camtasia well, uh, that area and grow with additional content to serve people to see, you know, all that's that, that's possible across those different areas of learning and succeeding with a video, whether it's for business or to get out your own message. And, and so that's sort of my uh, strategy looking forward. I love that. And I cannot wait to see kind of what you're going to do in the future. You and I are very similar as far as our channels are very much how-to and educational. Uh, so you and I can relate a lot when I go and, and watch one of your videos. I'm always taking notes and I'm like, oh, Gord did this really cool animation in Camtasia here. And I I really think that I want to implement some of these things in my channel. And that's that's the the, the act and the art of always trying to improve and to get better. And it's, it's fun to kind of watch where you're at. So if you would, Gord, let my audience sure. know where they can get in touch with you on the internet okay so as as we know i have my channel which is just gord eisman my name and uh, also i have my website which is gordeisman.com where people can learn about the different ways that i can help them and i also give away dusty like a, a near i know it's kind of crazy near thirty thousand word free ebook on on how to create better videos from home from setup from scratch to lighting to looking at gear there's a ton of content in there and that was my way of trying to get out to people to start to share with them a lot of the foundational knowledge that they need to get going so um you know those you just need to look there i've been starting to get more active on on instagram um but i'm i'm, I'm still trying to, to crack the nut on instagram and and twitter so i'm starting 
more actively on those platforms, but gordeisman.com and my YouTube channel are the best places. And all of those pertinent links will be in the show notes of this episode, um, whether you're listening on iTunes or however you're consuming your podcast. Also, want to encourage everyone, if you've listened this long, to go over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dusty Porter, or go to YouTube and search for Dusty Porter. I am going to be uh, live streaming as long as the guest allows me to these podcast interviews. And... As you can tell with this interview here, I've been doing this now for a few years and, and, and the podcast has grown and it's it's been such a fun thing to watch grow. But I, I, I want to go beyond the surface level now with these creators and I want to ask them questions about how they're spreading their message about not just the the gear and and and, and the different you know methods that you hear about all over the internet. I really want to focus in on some of the deeper stuff of, of what it means to grow a YouTube channel and to spread your message on, online. So I will be live streaming if, if the guest allows me too. So definitely go and uh, and check that out if that's something that you're interested in. And Gord, thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.